Welcome to the sixth episode of the Right Side Up podcast. I'm Janine. And I'm Riley. We're your hosts in this lively political discussion podcast, where we discuss the different stances on a vast spectrum of political issues. Today's topic is SpaceX, and our guest is Damien. Uh, hello, my name is Damien. I have been fascinated with physics and aeronautics research for quite a while now, which is probably what drew me to physics, having worked as an occasional software development intern for several years now. I'm afraid I'm unable to disclose the project with that, and my co-developing then gave me the opportunity to experience a variety of different with numerous departments and subdivisions. I highly anticipated this episode. I hope I proved to be a constant guest. Oh yeah, that's great. Thank you. So I know you briefly highlighted your experience with SpaceX, but what other things have you been doing with SpaceX that qualify you to know so much about it? Oh, um, well, as I just said, the actions and projects fascinate me. That's cool. Yeah. This is a widely asked question about SpaceX that I know I've talked about with a bunch of people. So what is the Crew Dragon that SpaceX has recently come out with? Uh, okay, so the Crew Dragon is one of the variants of the SpaceX Dragon 2 class of spacecraft. And it's a capsule um, capable of accompanying up to seven astronauts um, with the uh, newer model um, uh, being known as the Cogo Dragon. So uh, the Cogo Dragon features some uh, a fairly incredible uh, Super Draco engines installed in the launch escape system. Uh, and so it can accelerate, and so um, the cargo dragon could accelerate from the Falcon 9 Block V, uh, the ship it was built for, at about, um, at about uh, 120% of Earth's gravitational acceleration. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, so uh, SpaceX, uh, uh, SpaceX spacecraft feature a number of groundbreaking avionics, and I'd say that the uh, Cargo Dragons, um, Super Draco engines, among a few other pieces of notable circuitry, all time examples of this. That's really neat. So, why is this specific Crew Dragon launch so important? Uh, okay, so the uh, most recent launch featured two NASA astronauts, I'm sure you're aware, uh, marking the first time in history a commercially developed spacecraft successfully carried humans into Earth's orbit. Um, so we truly do live in a fascinating time for space exploration, don't we? Yeah. That's great. So we're verging more into the political aspect of governing SpaceX. So do you think SpaceX should be governmentally overseen in the future or should it just belong strictly to private sectors? And not only SpaceX, but just space exploration as a whole. Well, let's take NASA as a prime example of um, government-led space development. So their efforts are often hindered by politics, government contracts, and federal bureaucracy, often forming agreements with figures barely familiar with how rockets work or are designed. In fact, I often hear commentary like this occasionally um, while while working at SpaceX. However, in contrast, commercially-led space exploration has recent historic moments with evidence, like the one one we just discussed, can allow for far faster development without any dependence on um, competition with other world superpowers, which is really what led us to the end of the Cold War and uh, the moon, because um, the Cold War was really just... primarily motivated by the extrinsic motivation of beating the USSR um, 
and that was in the 1960s which was quite a while ago and thankfully we haven't um experienced that level of acceleration in these development targets for quite a while Okay. Well, for example, if you are to uh, really closely analyze what um, President Kennedy said during those times, it was fairly apparent that he didn't truly care about the um, general intrinsic motives for exploring space and becoming a multi-planetary species, and more so just for political dominance. Oh, I see that, yeah. Okay, so the next segment of this episode is going to be led by Riley. So Riley was able to find a bunch of articles talking about some small stuff in regards to SpaceX. So Riley's going to read a bit of the article and ask you some questions, and we're going to see what you think about that. Yeah, awesome. So one of the questions I had, I was doing some research because I admit, I admit I'm definitely not an expert when it comes to SpaceX. Um, so I was reading some articles and something that came up is they believe that SpaceX um, is in one of these articles, um, to kind of paraphrase, they're saying that it leads to American optimism through the free market. So do you personally think that SpaceX is proof that capital the free markets work? Or do you think that it is just a special case? Um, So this kind of ties into what um, Janine and I were just talking about. Uh, So private development does lead to formal progress, but of course I I didn't really mention some of the flaws. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, For example, um, uh, and some other fairly common commentary, um, uh, was that a proper work-life balance at either SpaceX or Tesla is incredibly difficult to manage, and the CEO's management style can often appear ruthless, um, both with the outside and the inside. And furthermore, um, tying more to the capitalism aspect, uh, many are getting understandably concerned about the prospect of billionaires basically owning planets. Um, So uh, in the case of Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, and for now, the precise politics of these issues are really yet to be fully put in place. Um, and now we're mostly just focused on actually reaching more, and then we can decide who gets to do what and how um, power will be distributed. Yeah, so that makes a bunch of sense. Um, so uh, another thing that I'm wondering um, is we're definitely obviously in a tumultuous time in our country and around the world with the COVID things going on as well as you know, mounting racial tensions, right? So at such a fragile time in our country, do you think it is important to be preparing space exploration? Or do you think we should it's something we should put on hold to focus on hearing things like world hunger or finding ways to um, help all kinds of people? Uh, or do you think space exploration is definitely something that should be at the top of our list? So space exploration is and could be a critically important priority for human society. As its CEO himself has said numerous times on Twitter and other platforms, becoming a multi-planetary civilization will indefinitely extend our collective consciousness as um, as the human race. And yes, current conditions are dire and there are a number of issues to focus on. And I, I'm not saying that we should ignore those, of course. Um, but I do believe that the significance of expanding the human race via, via reaching the space exploration goals proves paramount. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I totally get that. And another thing, so you're talking a little bit about this multi-planetary society. We're going to reach a new point. So um, I definitely see how the private sector is going to help with this. But if we were to play Mars, um, do you think it's important that it should be under American flag, or do you think it would be better for us to do this under a private flag? Okay. Um, first of all, although this doesn't necessarily tie to my opinion, but this past legislature, I'd like to bring up the Outer Space Treaty, which states that the occupation of celestial bodies is not subject to national appropriation. Perhaps I'm not familiar with it. So I find that Earth should be independent from Mars, which would entail not enforcing its leadership under the reign of the United States or really any particular country. Um, as for the accomplishment of reaching Mars itself, focusing on who reaches the surface of the planet first um, seems trivial um, and kind of puerile, honestly. Uh, like school, a little like what elementary schools would do at a playground um, uh, and declaring which toys to are, that isn't too dumb an example. Um, and in an ideal world, nations would work together as a collective to achieve this as soon as possible. Um, and competition-induced hostility could only hinder things. But as this world is not ideal and the little changes between an ideal world and reality renders competition really one of the only ways to progress the most. And we are starting to see that type of competition, a bit of a modern space race, if you will, between SpaceX and Blue Origins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, I guess something if you could explain to me not is the environmental side of this whole thing because um, there's been talk recently about the fuel that's concerned with the launches and then to the degree of the cars that you launch into space. So if you could kind of explain that whole environmental side to me. Uh, so as for the environmental side, um, I keep uh, referring to extending at the collective consciousness as a multi-planetary species. And in saying that, I don't mean that we should really dismiss the environment of the Earth and abandon it. And of course, I well, the anthropogenic impact on the Earth is largely irreversible. Um, it's not possible. It's not impossible to help um, uh, hinder like hinder further negative development through um, things like the Paris Agreement. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, again, I do believe uh, that we can focus on both. Um, uh, We should try to reach these space exploration goals while simultaneously examining the Earth um, and uh, and, uh, promoting environmentalism. And really, I think one of the first things to, one of the strongest things we can do to support environmentalism is to uh, support environmentalism education. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly in that, um, I do hear, hear this concern very often that by trying to reach other planets, people are going to develop this mindset of, oh, we can just focus on that and abandon the Earth because the Earth is going to die anyway. Mm-hmm. But so I think that we should try to say that no that isn't really what the, the, that is not what these companies are intending to do and in fact um the ceo is also affiliated with a number of uh, companies focusing on environmental such as tesla mm-hmm. right yeah so that definitely makes sense 
Um, I personally don't have any other questions, Janine. Super informative. For coming. Yeah, Damien, thank you for coming on. So I want to know what else do you think that our audience should know about SpaceX to know that SpaceX is doing the best for our country in the time and day that we are right now? Okay, so I'd like to address what people, why, what and how um, people experience, people perceive uh, the CEO at SpaceX as reckless and um, certainly some of the CEO's uh, recent behaviors on Twitter has not helped, but um, reaching and occupying Mars is perhaps the greatest challenge that human race has yet to face. As a result, I believe that some level of risk and recklessness demands its attainment. There is only a limit to the level of recklessness space exploration should and likely will exhibit. Um, should we exceed uh, the ideal amount by too large a margin, then things are just going to collapse. But like competition in the world we live in, it's a key component of making progress um, in becoming a more advanced society and progressing through the quality shift. Anyway, so where do you see the exploration, say, in 2030? Do you think, uh, kind of, as we look at what we've achieved so far, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, well, with with new up-and-coming um, behaviors and companies and um, relationships, um, particularly between SpaceX and Blue Origins. Um, Blue Origin, Origins has been doing a lot of the work clandestinely, but some evidence is coming that they actually are onto some new technological innovations. Uh, Okay, that's great. So, combined with other companies that the CEO of SpaceX has founded, what do you think these companies are doing to help the state of the environment and the economy right now? I did mention this before for environmentalism, and the best example for that is Tesla. A lot of people think that Tesla is just a company seeking to produce luxury cars for um, to make as much money as possible. But it is, I promise you, an environmentalism company that prioritizes um, uh, reducing human CO2 emissions as much as possible. Um, for example, uh, that is in the part that comes from the cost and in deliberately trying to make it more affordable, though really not just sports cars um, designed to be as expensive as possible. Um, and also the development of new uh, solar panels uh, that soon uh, the CEO intends to become commonplace in American homes. Yeah. So you can rely more on um, solar and geothermal energy instead of fossil fuels. Yeah, I definitely admire the push to make these environmentally conscious cars to be more everyday. Um, household items available to the general public. Um, I like your podcast and that I was able to be a guest and I hope that I was able to answer your questions adequately and informatively. Thank you. You did a really good job and I learned so much about SpaceX and everything they've done today. Thank you everybody for tuning in to this week's episode of the Right Side Up podcast featuring Damien and talking about SpaceX. We will see you one final time next week for a discussion about corporal punishment with guests Jace and Nicholas. I'll see you next time.